What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 183 of True Size. I got everybody bobbing their heads, and they have no idea that if there's even music going still, like... I couldn't hear shit. Only so. I can hear the music, but everybody's bobbing their head. <laughs> like, yeah, everyone's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, we're back, baby. Again, again, Ooh. again, again. Back like we never left. Uh, what's going on, everyone? And welcome to True to Size. We are a weekly-ish podcast centered around the wild world <laughs> of sneakers. I will be your host today. My name is Lawrence Hopkins, and I am joined by the rest of the quarantine at Canada Got Soul, Mr. Joel Hernandez. Ben Simmons. Damn. But you actually showed up, though, so it's all right. And also, Alvin Martinez. Got kicked out of practice. <laughs> That's going to be Alvin. See? <laughs> Alvin's going to get kicked out. Joel's not even going to show up. <laughs> That's both the Ben Simmonses. Is. And if, so first of all, boys, we're back. Um, we had a three-week break, one of our longer breaks. Uh, I was away for two weeks, and then last week just completely unable to line anything up because it was busy 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 for all of us last week um mm-hmm. but we're back to a regular scheduled programming and it's been a minute since we've had a guest like a minute 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 since we've had a guest hot minute so mm-hmm. uh, like a super like a super ill face show minute um <laughs> since, since we've had a guest Wait. Wait. but like this is this is a good one to come back with and like it's again it's been a minute so i'm excited and I haven't got to do like an intro rap for a minute. Like, there's a bunch of shit oh, that, I've let's been, go. that I've been missing. So, like, I'm pumped. Like, I'm super pumped. If you heard, you heard the voice off the top, so you guys may already know who it is if you're familiar. But if you're not, coming oh. for your head, that's why we call him Kimbro Slice. Oh. And he's got the Tiger Woods game. So, make sure you talk to him nice. Oh, bars. It's probably going to be Air Force Ones or Jordan One Lows whenever you see him. It's been a long time coming, but he's free to talk now. Say what up to Jonathan Kim. Hey. Jay Kim, thank you for being here, man. No, thank you for having me. True to size fam. We go back, so. We do go back. We go way too far back. That More yeah, than I would I like to admit. too far back. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember when, it's like the last, like when we actually like met individually. I know like Lawrence and me met like very later at yeah during that uh market research thingy that's right yeah and that was kind of like foreshadowing almost but yeah we met during that uh <laughs> footlocker meeting ironically enough you me and sean sat in front of a panel of old people asking us about <laughs> like what's cool <laughs> it was basically the meeting <laughs> and we were I like, like early early years of sneaker vlogging literally yeah like literally just like footlocker corporate in like the early days of like instagram trying to figure out like what do we need to do here? What is this online? What is, pres- what is internet presence? What is this? Uh, but yeah, since <laughs> since then, John has had an illustrious career-ish. Um, he's gone and worked for said brand, and now he has moved on from said brand. So now that he is a free-ish agent, free enough for us at least, uh, we get to chat a little bit. So it's going to be a fun episode. We're not here to slander anybody. It is all jokes aside. Foot Locker is the fam. Um, I'm sure he feels the same way, but... Uh, yeah, we're going to have some cool conversations about all this. Um, but we've got a great show for you guys this week. We're back, back, back after three weeks away, and we're ready to rock it with our first guest in several months. Um, we're getting things started with a fire-round question about buying used sneakers and following it up with some semi-late news, because we haven't been here for three weeks, about the Off-White Jordan 2 
but we have to talk about it. Um, after that, we're diving into things with Jay Kim and a round of 21 guestions. Remember that game? Yeah, that remember game. that game? Followed by a discussion about working in the sneaker PR industry. What is sneaker PR? How do you get into the field? What do uh, PR people look for when deciding how to dish out brand deals and seeding pairs of sneakers? But first, Joel. Whoosh. Fire round. Yes, the fire round. Where is the thing? Where was the echo? There was there. No. no. It didn't echo, bro. Echo. No echo? <laughs> it's not echoing, no, bro. man. No echo. Uh-oh. It's oh, broke. Man. Oh, it's, it's, it's broken after three weeks, tech, bro. Tech, no, tech you're not echoing, man. I can't my set. Damn. Uh, it's broken. This is the worst episode oh, ever. Oh, no. Now. Way to go. <laughs> That's, That's that Canada got sold budget for you, buddies. <laughs> Can you just do an echo for us by yourself? But first, yes, Joel. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Fire. <laughs> round, 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 round. Honestly, much better, to be honest. Um, yes, the fire round. We'd like to start every show with a quick hitting question from you, our listeners. And this week's question comes from All That Sneaks from across the pond there. Yeah. Sick. That's right. And he says, Good day, you bloody galas. Uh, yes, it's the Aussie from London again, and I'm just from now London. from London getting in, getting into the hunt for secondhand sneakers. Recently, I mm. bought some Nike Air Raid Urban Jungles for 77 Canadian dollars, and just now some Nike Air Max 90 Bacons for 195 Canadian dollars. He converted them to Canadian for us. These are nice. loyal listeners. What a good guy. Um, he says both look brand new, but are much cheaper than retail. Uh, what are your thoughts on doing it? Do you do it? Do you get them and put them straight to feet since they're already worn? Would love to hear your thoughts. Um, so essentially, your view on buying used sneakers. Are you down? Do you do it? Do you look for it specifically? All those kinds of questions. Um, let's kick it off with Alvin. What do you think? Oh, yeah, man. Um, since since my uh, early beginnings as a quote-unquote sneakerhead, I've always bought used um but it would always depend on who it was from or the condition of the sneaker as well but i have a good chunk of sneakers that i bought secondhand uh and it's like he said it's dope because like the price is way cheaper um and yeah you don't feel as guilty undesing them because they're already undes so i'll gladly do it i still do it today um like you know i'll I'll go on ebay before i go on stock x for for a specific sneaker just because eBay will have those used pairs, uh, even like Facebook market and stuff like that. It's still creep it, but now Facebook market has too many of those UA uh, people trying to sell their UA dunks and whatnot. So I'm yeah. kind of weary about that. So, uh, but yeah, definitely still a huge fan of buying secondhand sneakers. So long as, you know, they're not too secondhand, like they're not a third hand, not a third, not Ooh. third, fourth, fifth, <laughs> too many hands, <laughs> too many hands. Um, Joel, what about you? Are you into the whole secondhand sneaker thing or not so much? Yeah, man. Like, like what Cuzzo said, like what Alvin said, as long as they're not like beat, beat, like super beat, then I'm all about it. Like, you know, and just like what he said too, like, you don't feel guilty, like on the because they've already been worn and, and as a matter of fact, like the older sneakers that have been worn are much better than a dead stock pair, older, like an older dead stock pair. Mm-hmm. Because it's got like there's a lot of flex on the midsole and whatnot. So yeah, as long as they're not like, you know, heel drag, like crazy heel drag and whatnot. And and you know, just just you know, 
as for pictures, pictures do justice. And, and you know, if you could meet up with them and whatnot, even better. Like, yeah. you know, so, but yeah, all about it, 100%. Yeah, I'm 100% with you guys as well. Um, if it's not like, basically, if I miss on a release at retail and it's past like maybe two to three months, like, I know it's going to be really hard to find a used pair after the shoe's been out for a week. So, I mean, it's not high on my radar and I'll suck cool. it up and I'll pay the, the regular price that I need to on a, on a new pair. But after, you know, it's been out for four, six, eight months, like I'll specifically look for a used pair because if I'm still looking for it at that point, it's because I want to wear it. It's only been out for six to eight months anyway. So like, who cares if it's been, how much could it have really been worn in six months anyways? Yeah. Facts. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, that's uh, so I, yeah, I honestly specifically will look for used pairs again, because there's, there's less of the, uh, like wearer's remorse or like whatever you want to call that barrier of undessing a sneaker, especially in the pandemic where there's nowhere to really go. Like it's so much harder to undess a shoe now in 2021 than it used to be because like there's like an event or there's a dinner or there's something. And now it's like, it's an event just to like go and pick up wings and bring them back home. But like, that's not an instance where I would like undess a nice, really cool new pair of sneakers. So yeah, it's 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 easier for me to justify everything when it's when it's used. So yeah, I will go out of my way to look for that. Um, I don't really care. I'll wipe them down a bit and make them feel fresh for me. And that's mm-hmm. it. It's new to me. That's all that matters. It's new to me. Yeah. Uh, J Kim, what about you? I feel like I know the answer, but go ahead. I'm all about you know used sneakers. I think like all of us, we kind of got into sneakers at a point where, you know, a lot of us started building a lot of our collection with secondhand sneakers anyway. Yep. So I, mm-hmm. I personally am all about it. These days, I don't do it as much just because I have enough shoes to wear at this point and I'm trying not to add any more. And I'm at the point where I'm trying to cut down a little bit just with mm-hmm. condo size and stuff. Um, but yeah, all, like huge supporter of the secondhand, secondhand mm-hmm. marketplace. I think it's a really valuable thing for local communities everywhere. I really thought for yeah. some reason that you were like the type to be like, no, once someone else's foot in it, that shit dirty. And I'm never putting that my foot in that. I don't know why I thought that about you. I don't know if that says <laughs> maybe, something. Maybe only for like, like, like white, like white air force ones is like, okay. don't, try to res- don't try to resell for 50, $55, a worn five time pair of air force ones. that you like, stop. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's definitely a very specific example, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds a lot like there's a personal story that goes with that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, wink, wink to that guy in Kijiji. Um, <laughs> um, oh, well, we're all on the same page. Yeah, again, for some reason, I thought that uh, Jay Kim was going to be the neat freak among all of us and not want his foot in a shoe that someone else's foot has been in. But that's nice. I'm happy to hear it. If you would like... You, to... um, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I have a follow-up question for you guys. Please. Do you remember your last secondhand purchase yeah mm-hmm. for for i i guess i'll go first because i think i have an answer um i believe mine was the uh air max one safaris that our homie kanatsuki aka jan had Ooh, to do a soul swap yeah. on yeah 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 so they were Pretty very sure secondhand then <laughs> no <laughs> it wasn't honestly it wasn't even that they were used. It was that they weren't used enough. Uh, you know what uh, I mean? Like, you know how it's like the, the soul will crumble if it just sits in a box? Yeah. I yeah. think it was that. Because, like, honestly, the, the homie MD Kovacs, a.k.a. Matt, just he takes care of his shit. And mm-hmm. 
even the outsoles, they, they 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 look like they're super fresh. It just wasn't used, kind of thing. So yeah. that's why I needed Soul Swap. It means it's been a minute since you bought a pair because that was a couple of years ago that you got those, right? I think so. Yeah, at this point, all my New Balances are pretty much like most, if not all, of my New Balances are like secondhand. Yeah. So, um, Joel, what about you? Your last secondhand sneaker purchase. Last secondhand was, um, I think it was the L.A. Uh, la air force one oh yeah those are dangerous bro yeah, those ones and i think those ones need to get i need to swap those out too because the uh soles on them are done but yeah but yeah man those are the last ones i got my last one was actually going to be in previously in kicks but i guess i'm talking, oh, sorry. It, talking so sorry. about <laughs> it now i guess um it was actually a pickup from like months and months and months and months and months ago and the reason, actually, I'll get into what it was first, and I'll tell you the reason that it was secondhand afterwards, because there is a mini story that goes along with it. But uh, I, it's the uh, New Balance 990 V3 uh, run Disney collaboration. Came out exclusively at Walt Disney World in 2015. There was a Steamboat uh, Mickey version, and there was a Steamboat Willie version, and also a Minnie Mouse version for the ladies, and like a gray, which is also fire. And I'm going to look for those as mm. well, because they went up to a size 11 women's um but yeah they were exclusive to the to disney marathon in 2015 and nobody bought them in 2015 there was a ton of pairs and they did not sell out so they hit outlets um and like sparingly hit outlets obviously like kind of scattered around and once shoes hit outlets you know that it's going to be super hard to find later mm-hmm. on like that shoe is not on stuck x i don't think it's on goat like it's incredibly difficult to find because it's one of those shoes that like basically doesn't exist in the resale market because no one bought yeah. it to resale oh, everyone bought it because they walked in the nike or the new balance outlet and they're like oh these are black shoes for 60 dollars. i'll buy those so yeah. five to six years later that shoe is like non-existent so i literally looked for that shoe on ebay um pretty much daily like literally would sit down at my desk in the morning and would search ebay like i had a safe search on ebay would search it every single morning and it took me two years to find it and track it down in my size and it was used actually pretty heavily but uh i got them in hand i shipped them to a homie in orlando and i was just like hold them on hold on to them until i come down whenever that is and that was in like may um (laughs) so shout out to chad for doing that but um yeah um I that's why I purchased second hand. It took a lot of elbow grease to make the yeah. suede actually black and the uh, <laughs> white midsole be white. But I'm happy with them. But yeah, that's why they were second hand, and uh, I got a good deal. They were only like a hundred bucks or something. Um, again, because there's no market comparison, I've seen them posted at again like a hundred dollars for a used pair and literally five hundred dollars for a dead stock pair because they're so Ooh. hard to come by. Damn. Uh, but yeah, I was very, very, very happy with those. The Minnie Mouse pair is easier to come by for some reason, but the Mickey pair is like non-existent now. Uh, so yeah, especially because of the New Balance wave, because like yeah, fast now a black nine ninety, like bruh, good and luck Disney at Disney, like good luck, yeah, straight up, <laughs> good fucking luck. Um, but uh, yeah, J Kim, what was the last secondhand purchase for you? Um, something that I'd actually wear would just be like my second pair of Rockefeller Force Ones. I got a second pair, like worn once, so I just grabbed those for a really good price. Nice. But the most recent, like technically most recent used pickup would be the the Jordan Two Lows that I got, the UCAL PEs from 2016. Oh, <laughs> nice, <laughs> sick. It was like mid quarantine purchase, pre Virgil hype, and <laughs> I got a steal and like. 
<laughs> I just <laughs> that's te- that's literally like the last YouTube I got. Bruh. Nobody heard it, but I was joking, <laughs> laughing <laughs> because I remember Jake him messaging me about that shoe. <laughs> Like late at night at like two o'clock in the morning, like <laughs> you know, I'm gonna buy these. <laughs> oh god, I'm crying. I remember that. Um, all right, good answers all around. <laughs> if you would like to submit a question for the fire round and have us answer it on the podcast, please shoot us a message on Instagram or email us at canadagotsoul.gmail.com. Next up is the CGS picks. Each week, we all pick an upcoming sneaker to analyze, dissect, and give our thoughts on. Then we decide if it's poop, scoop, whoop-de-whoop, or Alvin's trademarked phrase. Super duper cute. And I know it's been three weeks, so you may have forgot how this shit goes. But I'm going to go first in the CGS picks, just in case you forgot. And uh, my pick this week is, I'm hoping it's going to fly under the radar, but nothing seems to anymore. It's the shocking pink is what the colorway is being described as, Air Jordan 14. Um, I believe a women's exclusive. Um, It's a pink Air Jordan 14 with like a shaggy pink suede upper fuchsia detailing on the like midsole there's a couple black hits along the tongue and the collar and then like a looks like a translucent pink outsole excuse me um these are fire they release on november 4th i love them to death they're so cool i have like always had this thing for the air jordan 14 like at one point i had three different years of the air jordan 14 last shot like i had like a 1999 Mm -hmm. a 2005 and like a 2014 or whatever they came back like 2012 whatever i had three different years and i got rid of all of them because i was like i never wear these but like i could see so many different times where i would love to wear a triple pink pair of jordan 14s so these are super hot i love the shoe the box is fire it's like a full pink fuchsia jordan box with like almost like black trim on it it's so sick it's gonna look so cool in the closet they come out on november 4th which is in like two or three weeks i'm gonna be in the states so i don't know if that's a good or a bad thing because that could go either way really it depends on how hype the release is but these are fire i'm looking forward to them um yeah well done on just a solid execution jordan brand because like these are clean super dope very excited Uh, i'm gonna call them a scoop for now just in case i change my mind i don't want to be crucified later on um i won't call them whoop de whoop but yeah these are i love them so cool i hope they sit i would love to get a pair on sale or something but yeah i don't think i'm gonna Mm -hmm. risk it i'll probably just go off for them on release day yeah that's for me um alvin what do you got I have the uh, rumored Adidas X Home Alone Forum Low collabo, um, and man, these are dope, bro. Like, it's honestly the simplest sneaker. However, Kevin did rock them in the movie. And by the way, Home Alone, one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. I would hesitate just, to say. I'll just put that out there. The greatest Christmas <laughs> movie of all time, actually. I, I'm down. Yeah. I'm super down. Uh, whenever that's on, it always feels like Christmas. So, yep. Um, but yo, like, like, like all sneakerheads love. As simple as the shoe is, it has all the details that you need in it. Um, first of all, the tongue. It's got like that um, doormat kind of material ish, and it's got like the Home Alone on one tongue, and then the Adidas Originals logo on the other, uh, and then on one foot, the left side. Express um, business. 
closer to the back <laughs> we don't have rights for that john be careful my bad now we're, now the podcast <laughs> is gonna get scrapped from you on a button that i shouldn't have my bad <laughs> at least it wasn't pornhub um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, it's got the Home Alone house that you see on the front cover of like the tape or the DVD, whatever you have. Uh, and then it's got like little burn marks where Kevin would have set off some traps uh, from the house. And then the cool part is it comes with a bunch of lace locks and it also comes with a bunch of insoles with like, you know, you got the robber. I can't remember the robber's names, unfortunately. Sticky I'm blanking bandits. out right now. Yeah, the, the, yeah, sticky, the sticky bandits. bandits. It's got or the wet bandits, bandits on, um, depending the on the wet bandits. The yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yo, honestly, overall, really, really, really dope ass shoe. Uh, no release date. It just says twenty twenty one, but I'm I'm gonna guess it's gonna be closer to Christmas because I mean, Home Alone is a Christmas movie. Um, but yeah, these would be a uh, ooh. budget for Christmas. Probably won't let it be a super duper scoop just because. I got to get presents for the kids. Um, so for now, for now, these are super cute. But if for some reason I have budget for them, they're a super duper scoop. Scoop. Shoes like this feel almost more like an art piece, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because like facts. the detail, because he wore like Kevin McAllister wore a forum in the movie. Um, but like the insole is like fully art, like that kind of thing. So it's almost like. It's an interesting collab because the detailing is literal art. Like it's printed and stuff. Like it's not like subtle details. Like there is some subtle details, but when you get that full printed insole, it's like, that's for me, what kind of sets it off into something different. And I think it comes with like three insoles, which is nuts, but yeah, like, um, yeah, these are cool. These are very interesting. I'm interested to see how the rollout is. It would be, yeah, I would love a very good rollout for this. Maybe it comes yeah, with man. a DVD or something or a VHS. Maybe you have to like, maybe the to, if you get it seated, you get a movie ticket for a screening of Home Alone. There you go. Ooh. There you go. Yo, Adidas, you guys are doing brainstorm for the PR agency right now. Adidas, yeah. is holla at me, yo! If you guys are looking for someone to plan some shit for you, my name is Alvin Quincy Martinez. Uh, I can help you out part time. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks bye. Only evenings and weekends. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Free after uh, six. Yeah. <laughs> From six to seven, you can. <laughs> uh, Joel, what's your pick this week? Very similar vibes to Alvin, might I say, for yours. Yeah, yeah. similar vibes. Simple, simple. But yeah, this one is uh, Xbox is 20 years old. What? Damn. I'm hated you. I'm old. But yeah, oh. Xbox, Xbox is to celebrate their 20th anniversary with a special Adidas Forum Tech Boost collaboration. Um, these are fire, man. Like the colors is it's pretty yep. much just like neon green and black, but the way that they threw them together and they made them go together, it's just crazy fire. Um, on the medial side of the forum, uh, Adidas forum, it's like just the bl- the stripes are black, but on the lateral side, it goes neon green. Uh, the details on the side, it's got. It's got Xbox, Seattle, Washington, 2001. Um, looks like maybe it's like laser etched on the side. Um, Xbox branding on the tongue. The laces are like black with, you know, neon green piping. Um, it looks really dope. Uh, the the eye catcher here is the midsole slash sole. Um, it's like a translucent. Uh, translucent neon green 
like outsole, but it's got like you can see like the boost tech inside. Mm-hmm. I love and that look. Yeah, it's like a full like boost tech. Like like it's all the whole shoe is like boost. So these must be mad comfortable, man. But yeah, check them out. These dropped. Uh, if you're listening to the pod, they dropped already. So <laughs> you missed them. Missed them. So yeah. Find them on StockX, but these are super duper. <laughs> super duper. <laughs> Yo, the forum walls look so much better without the strap, man. Yeah, super facts. Yeah, yeah. These don't have it. The Home Alone ones, you can take them off, though. Because I, I, I saw the back strap, or I, I don't know what you would call it, but you can take them off back the Home Alone strap? ones, too. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll prove it when I don't buy them. Cause yeah, we'll Christmas, see. Yeah. But. Well, now you have to buy them to prove a point. That's a good excuse. <laughs> Damn, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, round us out, J. Kim. What do you got for us? All right, I know Lawrence earlier mentioned that I'm a Jordan 1 low guy. Um, so I thought I'd bring up the leaked Jordan 1 low platform. Oh, my God. Black and red. <laughs> <laughs> As he laughs uncontrollably. <laughs> Platforms, yo. Like, for me, it's just like at this point, it's a poop, and it's like, why not give the ladies like a classic Air Jordan One Low? You know, just like in a great yeah. colorway, like they did with the metallic purple was the highs. Like, yeah, yeah it would have just been so much more classic to give them like a legit low colorway than putting this uh, putting platforms on everything just because platforms are were cool a couple of years ago. Like, <laughs> this is like the exact thing from what I can recall and just like have understood. That the ladies are like, do not do, please. We don't yeah. we don't want this. If you're gonna do a platform Jordan One low, first of all, don't. Second of all, don't do it in an OG colorway and tease the fact that, like, yeah, we've got the mold for the upper just sitting here, but we're not gonna give it to you. <laughs> we're gonna put it on a four-inch outsole. Take that. That's what you want, right? Like it's not. They've told you the guys, they want something pretty much like a normal shoe in very yeah. wearable silhouettes and colorways. Like it's very simple. Like again, if you're gonna do yeah. that, make it like a neon pink upper. Make it some crazy platform. Shoot, yeah. fine, sure. But don't try and make it like something it's not. Like you're trying to fuse two looks here, and it just doesn't make sense. And it's like Working. you're just teasing un- unnecessarily at this point. To me, it feels like, like it's just, and it's not even a good looking shoe to, like at all. No, not a good shoe. It's not a good silhouette to put it on a platform. No, you know it's I mean? not because the yeah, Jordan One Low like upper is very small. Like it's not yeah. bulky. Um, mm-hmm. And then you add a no. Oh, I just don't even know where to start. It's not a. <laughs> it's not a good looking shoe. I don't know why you chose this shoe. There's so many good shoes coming out, and Jake Kim's like, I got it. I'll pick a shoe. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it makes a conversation, right? It definitely <laughs> made for a conversation. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for making me upset. Uh, next up, this <laughs> week in kicks. This is the part of the show where we discuss the current headlines and happenings in the world of sneakers, and not necessarily really current anymore because this happened, I believe, two weeks ago now. Uh, but we haven't had a chance to talk about it, so I think that we must just due to our proximity to the situation. Virgil, Virgil Abloh and his Jordan twos. So. If you guys haven't seen yet, if you've been living under a rock, Virgil, Virgil Abloh, I don't know why I'm having trouble saying that name. Virgil Abloh is releasing an Air Jordan 2 low with like a, a crumbled looking outsole slash midsole and like a signed upper, but it's like a printed MJ signature. 
Very interesting sneaker. Look it up if you haven't seen it yet. So we've talked on many occasions about the Off-White Jordan 2. Um, and Instagram has basically been like exploding since it first got leaked. I want to say early this year, maybe late last year, but I feel like it's been all this year. Um, there's more people every day seems to be coming around to them. Like they're we're the classic right before a hype release. They've grown on me. Um, but somebody who very, very, very strongly has been for the shoe pretty much since the get is our good friend, friend of the show, close personal friend, Uncle Scott, a.k.a. Sean Collard, a.k.a. Scollard 23 on Instagram. Yeah. So he posted on his Instagram, like, just a photo comparison, basically, of the Jordan 2 low off-white and a Jordan 2 low from 1986 or 7 or whatever. Um, just talking about it, just open conversation and dialogue to his followers of other Jordan 2 fans. And... You know, opinions were said from everybody. And then all of a sudden, along comes Virgil. Out of no out of nowhere off the top rope. Um, with like the Stone Cold Steve Austin music, like, let me get in here. So he then starts basically having an open dialogue with people about the sneaker, um, engaging not just with people who like the shoe and giving it positive reviews but also people who were like these are boo-boo ugly um basically just like letting them know okay i understand it's not for everybody that's fine which was i respected that that was cool um but the post is still on sean collard's instagram um it blew up the internet all the sneaker blogs picked it up so first of all congratulations to mr uncle scott because you know he's definitely getting his flowers with the air jordan 2 um we've, mm-hmm. we've teased him for years about the air jordan 2 and now he's getting the last laugh i don't know if it's gonna be the last laugh because after this year they're probably gonna go back into obscurity but for now he's getting a laugh we'll say not the last laugh he's getting a mid-season last laugh we'll say um but yeah so i mean virgil on the post as well went into like details about the sneaker he described why it looks like that the the sneaker is made to look like it's crumbling and has a signature on it because it was literally 3d scanned off an actual pair that is still sitting in the nike archives um that jordan wore and hand signed in 1986 7 whatever um so with all this new detailing we have about the shoe which that's the main story i think that is cool like that's the the backstory about the shoe um have your guys opinions changed because of the story Plus, you, have, you cannot discount the now eternal, immortal connection to close personal friend Uncle Scott with this sneaker now. Because he kind of lives in the sneaker lore of this sneaker um, in the long run. Which, I mean, congrats to him because if anyone was going to do it, it should have been him. Um, yeah. Did Is any of this enough to change your mind is my long-winded question about the sneaker and we can start with of joel of the off-white jordan the twos if you didn't have an opinion about the jordan 2 by now you don't have an opinion on the jordan 2 it doesn't matter anymore specifically the off-white jordan 2 low that's coming out joel has this rollout with the story from virgil and the connection now to uncle scott changed your mind do you like the shoe will you be going after the shoe what do you think i mean like it's it's like hands down, like if if anyone was was gonna talk about it and and like post something about it, it's you know the homie like Sean, Sean Collard, Uncle Scott. But big but it's a it's a no go for me. I'm not gonna try to go for it. Um, like if if I do, if it does like fall from the heavens and lands on my lap and I have a pair, do I, am I gonna wear it? Uh, probably not. 
<laughs> leave it as is. And I don't know. It just seems like it's just like what what Virgil said, like what he posted. Like it's 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 like a scan of what it looks like right now, and it's all crumbled and everything. And I don't know. Like I don't know. It's just goosebumps. Like when I look at it, it's just like like ill. Like <laughs> kind of feeling. Like you know what I mean. Like, like ew, what the fuck? Like, when I look gross. at it, it's like ew. Who's <laughs> like, is like I don't know. It just gives you the heebie-jeebies kind of thing, if you want to call it, man. It's just uh, I don't know. It just doesn't look right, you know. Like more power that there, there's a signature there, but you know that shit will probably rub off, like whatever. If you, once you clean it, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's like more power to like the people that love the shoe and. That are about the twos. I like the two lows. Um, I like the or- original. The I mean, like the black ones, the, the ones with the black midsoles. I like those ones. I missed out on those, and I've been trying to get like you know the retros of, of them, but I just can't. But more power to the ones that are like Jordan two guys. But for me, it's a no go. It's a no go for no, Joe. No, no look pass for me. I uh, very similar boat to you, Joel. I it didn't necessarily change my mind. It's a good story. It's mm, a really yeah. good story. Inspo, the whole Crazy. I'm sure the creation of it was very like innov- innovative and all that stuff. Love that it's mm. like eternally connected to Uncle Scott because that's really cool for him. And like to yeah. me, that's not even a Virgil shoe anymore. That's the Uncle Scott shoe. Um, same boat though. I I don't think I'll go like, you know, I'm not going downtown Toronto to line up at the off white store and enter a raffle. But uh, I'll I'll do my raffle rounds online. I would I the black one I just cannot do. The black and blue is not for me. The white one, if it again raffle win for retail, would probably keep. Um, just again because it's connected to Uncle Scott mostly because I think that's really cool. Um, and I can tell my grandkids, his great grandkids. Um, you know, these were your Uncle Scott. He helped bring these to life, in you know. <laughs> hundred years or whatever when it matters but uh <laughs> when they don't look any different because they're still crumbling <laughs> they're gonna age very well we can give them that uh but yeah i'm in the same boat it didn't really change my mind it definitely makes the story cooler for sure but i just the, the story is not good enough still give me a better story it needs to be stronger um alvin what about you did it change your mind at all this is probably my favorite off-white pair um Really? Yeah, because it's the only thing that he, it looks like he actually tried to do something about. Like, fuck, these are way better than those 50 pairs of dunks he fucking released. I'm shocked uh, in, right now. In my opinion. <laughs> um, I like the, the first 10 or whatever, but um, I, I don't know. I feel like this one has just a little bit more of a... Like, the reason being is this one has more of a story to it. It has more of a reasoning for why he designed it the way he did. Um, I've personally been a fan of Jordan 2 lows. Highs, not so much. Lows, yes. I don't own any pairs just because it's not a shoe that I would wear out. Um, But yeah, I I personally love these. Uh, Love is a strong word. I personally like these and I like how... uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to say love. I'll backtrack. I'll backtrack. Because like love is like I'm going and I'm going to cop them, right? And I'm not going to do that because like I'm not going to wear them. For me, I see these as an art piece. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I'm not gonna like. It doesn't. It's to me. It's not a shoe that I'm like. Oh, I'm gonna rock those. Like when I write, when I get them. It's not. It's more like cool. These would be dope to have in the collection as an art piece. One because of the backstory. Actually, no. One because of the association with Sean. Two because of the backstory, and that's about it. But yeah, I personally like these. 
um, way better than a lot of his previous works from 2021. Interesting. That's shocking to me. Of all people on this panel of four people, I thought you were going to be highest on the shit list in terms of not. No, if if we start talking about the 50 pairs of dunks, I'll I'll fucking I'll I'll come out. (laughs) Alvin will come out. But for these ones, I'm good to go. I'm chilling, y'all. If, like if the episode ends up getting stale down the line, I'll bring it up just to... <laughs> <laughs> a little spice Yeah, just show. throw a little spice here and there. Um, John, opinions. I think you're a Jordan 2 low guy. You have a PE pair from Cal for some reason. <laughs> I am a Jordan 2 low guy. Um, one, I'm pers- I personally like the white ones the you guys know I feel about black shoes, so those won't even be on my radar. So I'll enter the raffles, you know, online raffles for the white pair, but, you know, not going to go crazy out of my way. I think the one thing that I do appreciate about this is, like, his Virgil's detent- like attention to detail and, like, the shape and whatnot. Like, you saw in, like, Uncle Scott's pose, like, he talked about how he, did, he had to do, like, five rounds of the toe box mocks to get it right. And for anyone who's tried or who's owned previous Jordan 2 lows, the quality was always so bad. That's why, like, I could never get myself to keep a pair because, like, it felt like plastic on your feet. So if these are actually good, like, better quality, like, and I happen to stumble upon it for retail, you're like, I wear them, wear them down Scholard Street on in Yorkville, yeah, in Yorkville, yeah. That's a fire <laughs> That's <right>. photo. What's <laughs> funny is that Off White is right around the corner from Scholard Street in Yorkville. Oh, oh all yeah. the connections. <laughs> That's interesting. I wonder if Uncle Shot, Uncle Scott, knows that. If you're listening, Uncle Scott, that's a fun fact. I think Mine- that. I think that Off White is on Yorkville. Maybe it's on Cumberland. Um, mm. And yeah, that intersects with Scholard right across the street. Mm. Like, literally, oh, like oh, the oh, major oh. intersection would be Scholard. And yeah. Oh. Where Uncle Scott and Virgil have their meetup. It's true. Yeah. Ooh, photo shoot. Damn, I need a photo of them there on that corner with the Off White Jordan 2 uh, for sure. Uh, but yeah, also, last thing, Virgil, I know you're listening. If Uncle Scott does not get seated at least one pair of each, I'm mad. We're not talking anymore. We're not friends yeah. anymore. No, I'm not commenting on any photos no. that associate with you anymore. That's just man, because <laughs> Uncle Scott helped so that whole post blew up the internet. It's everywhere. It did. Yeah. Like I, facts. I didn't have a chance to really dive into it because I was on vacay, but I still saw it, heard about it, and now that I was back, was looking it up. Every sneaker blog covered that. Every sneaker blog. So, Crazy. I mean, I've I've heard rumor that. Uncle Scott and Virgil have been DMing back and forth. I don't know if they're planning cool. coffee or if they're planning something else, but well, they're yeah. just talking about whether to give you a high five or not. Yeah. Well, cool. guess what? Guess what? Didn't happen. I don't want to. I don't want a high five if he doesn't send Uncle Scott pairs of sneakers. Cut off. That's it. Um, yeah, you're cut off. You're not my friend anymore. Next up, I'm done with the Jordan Two. That's enough Jordan Two content for the year until we have Uncle Scott back on. Next up, Previously in Kicks. This is the part of the show where we review our pickups and recap the latest happenings in our sneaker lives. Uh, it's been three weeks, so I hope there's at least some, one thing to report from everybody. But uh, Alvin, anything for you, sneakers or otherwise, that uh, has happened oh, in the last three weeks? I got a lot, man. A lot of shit's happened. Uh, so it. in terms of sneakers, uh, I did score a pair of the white and gray New Balance ALD 550s. Very good. Uh, I love the 550s. I feel like those are my new dunks. Um, they're not comparable at all. I'm just saying, like, I like them a lot. Um, but and then uh, because my sister got married last week, I needed a new pair of brown dress shoes. 
Um, I had a pair of brown dress shoes. It's just they were creased, and it's my sister's wedding, so I wanted a fresh pair. You know how sneakers heads do. It's like, come on. So I got a pair of uh, brown loafers from Aldo. Um, shout out to the girl who's helped me. She told me to go size down, and I, I listened, and she was really, really right. Um, <laughs> shout out to what you, else happened? random yeah, Aldo girl. <laughs> yeah, yo, she knows what she's doing. I was like, hey, if I was a store manager still, I'd hire you, but I'm not. Well, she had a job so, already, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I used to recruit back in the day, man. I go to other stores. Good at. Yeah, <laughs> pretend to buy shoes and then not buy them. Um, but you're hired. <laughs> so, I never applied. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, your job sucks. You know you're looking for something else, right? Um, but I also got a uh, thank you Kyle Lowry t-shirt from a local brand called Tight Knit. Um, pretty dope shirt. If you want to see it, check out their Instagram. It's at Tight Knit. Uh, what else did I do? That's oh, yeah. Cool name. I, that's a cool name. Yeah, right? It's pretty brand. dope. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else? I think that's it. Aside from my sister getting married, that was probably the biggest event that happened. Uh, I may or may not have cried a lot. Um, it's an emotional time, man. That's my baby sister. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, shout out to Alex and Elisa. Congratulations, love you guys. And um, yeah, yo, it was bomb. Nice, <laughs> sick. Um, Joel, anything for you to report? You got to follow that up somehow. Man, I didn't go to no weddings. Um, <laughs> did your, did no your younger sister get sister. married? Uh, yeah. Well, I tried to set up Coco, but Coco was. <laughs> But yeah, man, like, I don't know, like, do I have anything? Oh, yeah, I got a pair of shoes from, uh, from, uh, from New Balance, from Soul Stop, uh, the New Balance 992s. Um, it's like the burgundy Ooh. With, the, with the yellow chenille end. Oh, yeah, yeah. All vibes. Yeah, yeah, I got those. I got those, man. Those came in clean. last week. Um, I posted up a recent picture of me rocking them at Jomar's basketball practice um but yeah that's that's all i've been doing for the past couple weeks is just getting jomar out there um balling again uh at first he he uh he announced his retirement uh a a month ago and then (laughs) (laughs) pandemic got to him so he announced his retirement and then he got a call he got a call from one of his old coaches and he's like hey is jomar playing ball and we're like, nah, he doesn't want to play anymore. He retired. He said, Take him out of uh, retirement. I want him on the team. And then you know, I shot <laughs> to Jomar. And Jomar's like, that's what Coach Keel said. I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right, I'm down. So then he tried out for it. And, you know, he tried his best. He was like huffing and puffing. But, you know, they wanted him to come in because, you know, he was setting screens. He was doing his pick and rolls. And he was like doing all, he was playing some defense. So And, and he, got he got taller, him. bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got taller. He got a little he got bit taller. taller. Um, if if y'all know him, uh, his voice dropped. Uh, he's he's breaking out, so he's he's in his teens. So he's an adult, yeah, man. he's intimidating. Ah, oh. getting there now, man. He's getting there. <laughs> but y'all, some of these fourteen, he, he plays for U fourteen, and some of these fourteen year olds are like six foot tall. Oh like, shit, taller than me, like crazy. Going to the league, baby. I'm like, whoa. There's like he's got like three trees on his team, man. Like, this is where you tell Joe Mar to start making friends. Tell him all oh, his nice. other friends. Don't worry about your other friends, Jomar. Your other friends don't matter anymore. These U14 is where it starts. This is where all the relationships start. You hear about 10 years down the line where it's like, mm. oh, yeah, we used to play U14 together, and now we're both in the league. But, like, 
Joe Mark can be friends with both those guys who now play in the league. So don't even worry about that. Yeah, he could just be the guy that hangs out with them and gets paid. Exactly. You don't have to go to the gym early in the morning. <laughs> None of that. You don't have to fly around, sleep in dirty hotels. He just gets to be their friend and live the life. Yeah. But doesn't have to do bro, the work. It's... Yeah. Great work ethic. We're teaching the youth. Yes. Yes. What do they say? Work smarter, not harder. Dap them up. Dap them up all the time, yo. That's it. Yo, you did good today, bro. You you were dunking, huh? That's sick, huh? Invite them to all your birthday parties, bro. Air ball, just dap them up. Yeah, that's it. Yo, good shot. Keep shooting. Keep shooting. Good form. Fuck it, bro. I'll come out and start cheering for these kids, man. Like. <laughs> Start handing out business cards. Yeah, I'm starting up a sports agent firm. You know, <laughs> just keep me in mind. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on from extorting young children for <laughs> their future gains. Um, so for me, I had a pretty busy week, but most of it, or a couple weeks, but most of it is not sneaker related. So I won't bore you guys. I got more into it. I was on the uh, Kicks at the Castle podcast last cool. week. Um, with the homies, the Disney sneaker homies. So I got more into the Disney pickups, but there were a couple sneaker pickups that I did scoop while away. Uh, the first one, as I mentioned earlier, was the Run Disney New Balance 990 V3, which I was very happy with. Excited to wear those. I also was able to get the Pata Air Max One in the Monarch colorway. Nice. Um, so nice. the only issue I had with that, so I got them from Pata, which was early. Um, mm. I got them while I was on vacation. They dropped at 7 a.m. Eastern time because whatever that is in mm. like the Netherlands. Um, and the original post from Pata said like a the special box, blah, blah, blah. Like every pair is going to get a special box. I was like, dope. I'm going to go all out. Like I know it's going to cost me a little bit more, I'm sure, to get them from the Netherlands than it will yeah. from one a North American release. But I want the special box with like the bracelet and shit. And I was like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. yeah. Um, turns out after you submitted your order there was a little disclaimer that said not all pairs will get the special box which was like throwing me into an absolute like shit fest because i was so annoyed it was literally like squid games opening up that shipping box like did i get the special box or not and i ended up getting it turns out that's not even the special box that's just the box they come in so every retailer got that box everywhere around the world got that box uh turns out furthermore that Pata had just like some damaged boxes in shipping. So they had to then put them into like a regular orange Nike box after they came to their store or their warehouse. So really the special box would have been the orange Nike box you got from Pata if you were unlucky enough to not get the black box. So it's, yeah, it's a whole mess. I got the shoe, cost me a little bit extra because of duties and shipping from Europe, but whatever. Very happy with them. They look very good. Timeless sneaker fits well with their, nike collaborative lineage so very happy with them and i also uh was able to get a w on the ald 550 in the gray colorway um from ald very happy with those very very cool shoe uh it seems like they made a ton of pairs this time around which is good they put them in the hands of a lot of people i saw several people who got all three just because they entered the raffle for all three and then all of a sudden they a lot of people won all three yeah a lot of people were like, oh, John's looking around. It feels like he's in the same boat. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, I saw a lot of people get stuck with all three pairs. Not stuck because they're great shoes, but stuck with all three pairs accidentally. But yeah, that's it for me, sneaker-wise, I think. Uh, J. Kim, anything recently for you? Um, One sneaker and two non-sneaker related, I guess. Nice. Uh, yeah. Sneaker-wise, yeah. shout out to the Puma fan for still keeping me on the list. 
um, based on Tober, uh, <laughs> uh, the scuff slides is actually perfect because like it's like those like puffy looking slides that a bunch of people have been oh yeah 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 and, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Was sick. super cozy just for like now that it's starting to get cold you know it's good timing um, but on a non sneaker related front just because I love I, I enjoy supporting the homies whenever I get a chance to Crans Coffee Shop the the, the, the hoodie and t shirt drop Hat Cop. And pre-ordered Alex Wong's coverage storybook. Mm, um, yeah, that looks Amazon dope. Prime. Shout out to Alex, the guy. Um, but yeah, like I, th- I think that's about it. Like book, hoodie, t-shirt, slides. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> wow, like a real adult. All around good, Lots good cops, bro. Yeah. yeah, you have a whole outfit and reading material. Boom, you're an adult. <laughs> you have a full fit, <laughs> like a whole Instagram photo you can post now of you like reading it. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good pick. I know you haven't posted on Instagram in like eight years, but like <laughs> that's a good pick if you decide to post on Instagram anytime in the next twelve months. Like a year and a half, two years. It's maybe. been a minute, yeah. It's, for anybody <laughs> listening, kind of a waste of a follow, I will say. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's like Lauren's like eight years. Man, following. what a <laughs> big regrets <laughs> to be. I don't even disturb your feed. <laughs> yeah, but like. I'm not going to get into it. The semantics of following people on Instagram, but uh, <laughs> moving on. Next up, thumbs up, thumbs down. In this part of the show, we give our opinion on various sneaker-related topics with zero context or discussion. All we're allowed to say is thumbs up or thumbs down. And funny you brought up Cran's Coffee Shop because this week's thumbs up, thumbs down is a newish trend. It's been around for like the most better part of this year, at least. Coffee dying sneakers. People who are like dipping sneakers in coffee to dye them that like off whitey, light brown, like literally just dunking your white shoes in coffee to make them brown. Um, Joel, thumbs up or thumbs down? Up. Alvin. Up. I'll go up. I'm going down. Yelling timber. Um, J. Kim. Down. Drink your coffee. he's he's right um all right moving on next up nsr not sneaker related (laughs) we talk about sneakers a lot so in this weekly segment we're going to take 30 seconds out of the show to discuss something completely irrelevant to the world of sneakers and this week i was washing the dishes very glamorous Mm. standing and washing the dishes and i was like i'm pretty good at this like i'm pretty good at washing the dishes like quick how you know like you have like the you know which utensils how to wash them quick all that stuff you know every you guys know the vibes but i wanted to know what's very one very non-super thing that you are a superhero at like something that's like very rudimentary very run-of-the-mill every day but you absolutely crush that shit and you're like yeah i'm good i'm really good at that like hell yeah i'm good at that um Joel, you look pumped up. What's one really everyday activity that you're a superhero at? So I'm downstairs um, by the sneaker, whatever, sneaker room, whatever. But beside me is the laundry room. The laundry room is my, like, second home. <laughs> <laughs> laundry. Like, laundry. With a, pa- with a passion. Superhero at laundry. Everything's, like, set perfectly. It's... You know, you got your, I, I hang dry all my stuff, you know, just to like, you know, save energy and stuff like that. So, so I got my pants done, like everything's all done proper. All the hangers are facing the right way. It's beautiful. When you, when you come down the stairs, you'll smell the aroma of, of, 
like somebody did laundry. You like follow oh, the aroma, and then you'll open the door, and you're like, damn, somebody knows how to do laundry. And that is me. Super laundry man. So, yeah, super laundry man. No wonder the washing machine always goes off during the podcast. because <laughs> Yeah, he's always, yeah, always doing laundry. The dryer's done. Yeah. No, he doesn't use the dryer. He just admitted it. <laughs> um, Alvin, something very non-super that you are super at. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty dope at dishes and laundry. However, no one else in my house can fold the laundry like I can. Um, I love... Okay, this might be weird, but I love folding my t-shirts. Just because, like, when I have them in my drawers or if I have them in my closet or whatever, I like seeing a certain section if there's, like, a print in the front or if there's, like, a small logo. I like to I like to be able to see that so that I know what t-shirt it is in that stack. Um and it's just like I like them even. I like you know how sometimes you walk into a store and then there's like a skinny folded t-shirt and then there's a t-shirt that's not folded enough. And then right underneath that is the perfectly folded one, but they just fucked up the other two. I hate seeing that. I don't know, it might be my OCD from retail. Yeah, you um, think? but I actually I I love folding clothes. Uh and I I'm also really good at packing. Like Give me a duffel bag. I could put so much Damn shit in it. there because so mine. Boom. Damn oh, it. sorry. <laughs> well, Alan, you were definitely that store manager who wanted that t-shirt sizing sticker to be like. Oh, you better fucking yeah. bro. If that shit didn't line up, you were fired, bro. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> line up the t-shirt. You can't line sticker. up stickers, yo. You 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 need to work on some shit. Like, line up. come on, bro. Out the door. That was your only job. I don't even ask you to fucking talk to customers. Just line up the stickers and fold the t-shirts properly. If you can't do that, you can't even talk. You, you don't deserve to talk to customers, bro. Like, come on. Well, Working at work for Alvin. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Imagine a 14-year-old being like working for Yeah, Alvin. right? <laughs> Joe Mar walking into his first day at Foot Locker. <laughs> like, line up the fucking stickers. <laughs> Get out of my face. <laughs> or else you're working at Aldo. Yeah. <laughs> I'll recruit you in three years yeah. when you actually know how to do shit. It's your training camp is all the... <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I was going to say packing because I'm really good at packing. Um, but Alvin just said it off the cuff, like out of nowhere, like at the very end of his I statement. thought dishes was your thing. That's why. So I'm going to go to dishes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but not <laughs> more specifically emptying the dishwasher. Oh, there's oh a, yes. There's Yay. a science and a swiftness yeah. that cannot be taught to emptying the dishwasher quickly, accurately. Go ahead. What about like, e- like I know emptying for sure, but even just like putting stuff into the dishwasher. Not as good That's at a that. science as well. I'm not going to no? lie. I'm not what? as good at loading the dishwasher. You know, sometimes there's those big bowls <laughs> and I'm like, where does, I don't know where this one goes. <laughs> Um, but like emptying the dishwasher like reaching in and grabbing like the five plates with like the five fingers and like yo man like big ass hands yeah man like you're unloading like the utensils from like the 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 thing the carrier like it's friggin like you're a poker dealer like like firing them into the slots Um, yeah like just talking about the the drying rack though right no dishwasher no drying rack no both no dishwasher. 
specifically very good at emptying the dishwasher and it's one of those things that like everyone dreads doing but i'm just like when i get when i'm in my zone man it's done in like two minutes like it's like a like fast as a quick thing no wasted motions like boom this boom like just you know like like an octopus like i'm just moving so fast doc Uh, Ock out here bro doc Ock with the dishwasher baby um talk to me Anywho, um, J. Kim, something incredibly non-super that you are super at. Uh, because I grew up in a Korean household with a militant dad who made me do things like a madman, I'm really good at mowing the lawn. <laughs> specifically, Precision. Specifically with non-motorized, you know what like the rotary? Oh, yeah. Like, the ones that's yeah. like, vroom, vroom, like, yeah. yeah. Like like the one that just spins only. Yeah. So yeah. Like my dad used to go to the second floor of my house and literally watch to make sure I got the crisscross pattern. Damn. Ooh. The crisscross pattern too. Damn. And if I didn't do it properly, he made me redo it. Oh, oh. shit. Chris, uh, you know why? Because your dad's a golfer. So he's like, I want my front <laughs> lawn to look like the crisscross on a fairway. <laughs> like fancy, fancy. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what I did to him afterwards, though, right? I would just go hit practice swings with like, like, like pine cones and stuff in the backyard and leave giant divots. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, bad. <laughs> make me do chores. <laughs> For three hours, I'm going to make holes all through this. Oh, my God. <laughs> no wonder he hates you. Um, <laughs> those is a good list, though. We are very super beings, indeed. Uh, but moving on. Next up, our main reason that we're here this week other than it's been three weeks and we should probably get back to work uh jay kim is joining us and as we do when we have a guest we run them a, a, a guest for the first time mind you which is crazy that we're on episode 183 and it's the first time but it's just lined up that way um the fire round for you personally that is 21 guestions and because tonight it's 9 10 p.m on tuesday october something if 19th it's nba opening night Ooh. This is going to be a very NBA-centric 21 questions, but there's also going to be some J. Kim questions as well, because we do care. Mostly about the NBA, but also about you. Are you ready? <laughs> ready yes, with thumbs up. Number one, air or boost? Air. Question number two, red or blue? Red. Question number three, crew socks or no-shows? No-shows. Question number four, pineapple on pizza? No. Game done. <laughs> Pineapple on flatbread, yes. Huh? That's still a pizza, bro. No. If it has pineapple on it, it's not a pizza for me. <laughs> I'm never getting invited back. <laughs> uh, it's. I don't even know what to say. We waited this long uh, to have my, a guest. But... Say, by, by saying that I'm a Korean judging an uh, Italian dish that was made in Canada. So, like. I <laughs> next number five Apple Music or Spotify Apple Music well that's a little bit better question number six how many wins will the Raptors finish with this season 45 I'll take that question number seven would you rather a shoe that's new without a box or a shoe that's used with a box new without a box Question number eight. Would you rather never use a fork again or never use a spoon again? Oh, shit. A fork. That's probably the right answer, to be honest. I got chopsticks. Chopsticks, sure. Yeah, And also, like, soup, right? Like, you're done. 
once you have smaller bowls. Yeah, you just slurp it, bro. The fuck? What if there's chunks? You're gonna that's no, no. Anyways, I'm not ready to argue anymore this evening. Question, <laughs> question number nine: Who are you picking to win the NBA title this year? On spot, let's say Brooklyn. Brooklyn, a Kyrieless Brooklyn. Question number ten: Original boxes or drop fronts? Original. Question number eleven: Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes. <laughs> I just said that just to piss him off. No, like it's legit not a sandwich. Yo, if this was Squid Games, dog, you would have been oh. shut up so much already, dog. Like. Player number four eliminated. Hot dog aren't sandwiches, though. For like they're not sandwiches. Question number twelve: Would you rather go a half size up or a half size down? Half size down. Question number thirteen: What is the capital city of Newfoundland? St. John's. Correct. Question number 14, Air Force or Dunk? Air Force. Question number 15, what is the most comfortable sneaker that you own? Nike Bomero 5 SP. Question number 16, what is your favorite Jordan model above the AJ14? 23. Mm. Question number 17, name three NBA teams that don't end in the letter S. Heat. Yeah. Maverick. No. No. <laughs> Mavericks. They're the Maverick. The Dallas. They're Mavericks. the Dallas Mavericks, bro. It's Mavericks. Yes. Yeah. Mavericks with a, with an S. Very much with an S. What? Damn. What? It looks like the other two are also very confused and thinking as well, bro. Would you like every everything has an S? Would you like the answers? Sure. It's- He's still thinking jazz. Jazz, yeah. Oh, there you jazz. go. Yeah, yeah. And come on. <laughs> no, the Squid Games music. Squid Games music. <laughs> so that's just gunshots. Yeah, just gunshots. <clears throat> I'm blanking on a third. Orlando one. Magic. Oh, the Magic. Oh, and the o- not magic. And also the Oklahoma City Thunder. Thunder. Uh, thunder. The thunders. thunders. The thunders. Up. Um, question number 18. <laughs> How many letters are in Giannis and Tedekumpo's last name? Oh my gosh. A-N-T. You don't know how to spell it. I don't know why you're doing that. <laughs> I'm going to guess 14. 13 is the correct answer. Oh, you're right there, bro. Right oh, there. Yeah. Question number 19. What team is Eric Bledsoe currently playing for? Shit. <laughs> she. <laughs> He is still in the league. I had to check. <laughs> no, he is, but he is yeah. he still on the Pelicans. No, he got traded, didn't he? He is on the Clippers. Washington. Oh, Clippers! Did you say the Washington? No, he's on the Clippers this year. He's on the Clippers. Boring number twelve. Question number twenty. Yeah. What is your number one Grail? Rockefeller Air Force One. Damn. Two thousand one blueprint. Uh, the uh, okay, oh. yeah, the Rockefeller Air Force One. Question number twenty one. Would you rather receive your number one grail or three other pairs from your top ten? Three other pairs from top ten. Ooh, we'd be going because they're just variations of the grail. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Black logo, like <laughs> black, black, black album, upper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Air Force One Hundred collection. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair. Very fair. All right. 
Um, nice. You completely bombed 21 Gashins because of that pineapple question, but we'll move on. Um, <laughs> so as we mentioned at the top, um, we're going to be talking about sneaker PR this week. And uh, just for anybody who isn't familiar with the term PR, because I feel like it's come more to fruition in the last couple of years. It was kind of more of a low-key position until like social media and influencers and all that stuff kind of came about. But uh, what is PR and what does the job title kind of entail when it comes to doing it for a sneaker company or a brand? So I think PR these days is... It's essentially like an like an umbrella extension within marketing, right? Within marketing, you have PR, you have advertising, you have like all those um, other channels. But I think for the purpose for sneaker PR that this audience would be relevant to, uh, like would be like interested in, I think sneaker PR would be a lot of influencer marketing. To be quite honest, um, yeah. a lot of PR agencies or PR people in house at brands are the ones that are. Um, doing the influencer marketing from like the research and identification phase and, and the planning and the strategy all the way out to execution, whether it's seeding, paid partnerships, collaborative events, or, you know, even just like random things like, like, like sponsorship of small events or like a one-off thing here and there, it all ends up coming in, coming from either like a PR agency or someone who works within the PR team in-house. Got you. So now that we have the baseline, how uh, did you end up getting into PR in the first place? Because you didn't start in PR. You worked your, or you're into, well, you didn't start in PR at all, but you didn't start in sneaker PR when you got into PR, got into sneaker PR, then left sneaker PR. Um, so what was, how did you kind of uh, get into PR in the first place? How did you kind of find your way into sneaker pay, PR? And was that kind of like always the goal when you, when you took PR uh, in the first place? Was it with the intent to get into sneakers or with a sneaker brand or something? So to, be all, to be honest, like, I think I got introduced to PR through like, you know, the brag affair and blogging and whatnot. Once we started getting some recognition very early on, because we were one of like the two Canadian sneaker blogs at the time. <laughs> um, so when we started getting like a little bit of recognition, um, we started getting pitched to by some PR agencies who are representing their clients, which was like, like the new balances and the converses and whatnot. And the more I kind of like talk to these people because they would pitch me stories about product or like stories that they're trying to get out and like, you know, whether it was like an event or something, we'd go out, cover it. So we started building relationships with these PR contacts. And to be quite honest, I saw like a huge opportunity there because I was like, man, a lot of these PR people who work for sneaker, like whose clients are sneaker brands know nothing about sneakers. Yep. <laughs> and I was just like, like, no offense, but I was just like, I noticed the trend within the people that I was speaking to just from like, a cultural background perspective, a diversity perspective. And I was just like, Oh, you guys are all the same. Oh, like if I, <laughs> guys are all the same. I, I might be, I might be able to stand out in like a really good way. And uh, that was like, right when I was coming out of my 18 years of university. And I was just like, you know what? Like I started applying for some social jobs. I was like, Oh, maybe like the whole brag affair thing. And like, I might be able to like BS it enough to get me a job, <laughs> even though it was just like, you know, something that we were doing for fun and passion. Um, never ended up being able to utilize that to like turn into a job, but that led me to like PR school. Cause I was like, I think this is like a lane. I think I can really thrive in. And I didn't get, I didn't get directly into sneaker PR. I actually went to a PR agency called citizen, which I'm where I'm currently uh, back at, um, interned there, worked on a lot of CPG brands. So, um, 
whether it's like a lot of the beers that you know, the Coors Lights, the freaking Belgian Moons, the Heinekens, a lot of the chips, the Doritos, the Lay's, mm, all the good it, shit, the chip oh, aisle, yeah. um, like you know, like M and M's and like Mars Wrigley. I had a lot of CPG based clients, and it got to a point where um, I was I had done interviews with Foot in the past, you know, as like a person who was coming up loving sneakers, you always think about what it's going to be like to work in your passion field. And like, I had like my hesitations because it's one of those things, like if you work in your passion industry, I feel like you only have two outcomes. You're either going to like love it and thrive, or you're just going to hate it. And like, it made your passion into like a job. Yeah. hundred percent. So ended up, you know, making my, making a transition over to, uh, to Foot Locker first as the social media community relations manager. So I was, I was running a lot of like the organic social channels for foot Canada. And, um, I was doing their like community engagement, uh, community management too. So a lot of like the influencer marketing and things like that. I was working with the New York PR team on it. And a couple months in, I ended up being promoted to digital marketing manager where I started working on a lot of like the, uh, various channels. So, you know, like if like we work with soul savvy, for example, through our affiliate team and like, uh, other partners through our, like our emails and like other digital channels and things like that. So, had my hands in a lot of things towards the end of foot, but I went ended up back on the agency side just to go back to the CPG realm, just get away from sneakers for a little bit, take a little break. Very good on the soul savvy plug. Yeah. Thank you. We'll send your check in the mail. Um, <laughs> I had to make it up for the pineapple thing. <laughs> Appreciate Still not quite there to be honest, but it's a start. Um, <laughs> it seems like PR is a popular industry to get into right now. Like overall, like it seems like a lot of people are going trying to get like break into the PR industry. I think it's one of the like uh, one of the faster growing professions, and something that a lot of people are into, mostly because of like the glamour side. I would think of like sending out influencer boxes and going to these parties and planning these parties and all these things. And John is laughing because I'm sure there's that's like the, literally the tip of the iceberg in terms of what you guys actually do um, in a day to day basis. But uh, any advice you would give to somebody who was interested in joining the PR, like getting into the field? Yeah, network. Like you won't understand how much that matters. At a certain point, once you like kind of like get your foot in the door in the industry, like you're only going to move up as like you can work really hard, move up fast within your company. But like some of those big leaps that you're eventually going to want to take in your career are most likely going to come from your connections. And even like if it's just like mindless people, like you like cold email people to grab coffees because you're more interested about how they ended up. Literally, that's what I was doing in PR. Like mutual friend, when Abby was still at the Raptors PR gig. I didn't know her at the time. We had no connections. I literally cold emailed her and I was just like, Hey, can we meet up for a coffee? Cause I'm really interested to hear about like how you ended up there. And that's how like me, like me and Abby met first. There you go. Abby Albino Ooh. for anybody who's interested, the uh, Shout out. co-owner of Makeway. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, like don't be scared to reach out, do those. Like if there's like mentoring opportunities or networking opportunities, always take it up. Cause like there's a lot of, those relationships that you're just like, Oh, like I met this guy on LinkedIn and ended up having like a virtual coffee with him. But if you left a good enough impression, it might be six months down the line. He has a gig that might be a good fit for you. Or you're like, your name somehow just came up in his head. He's like, yo, I threw your name in the the pot. Like who knows where that could lead to. Right. So, and I think that also like kind of like ties back to like, even from like a content creator perspective with PR people, just always keeping in touch and expanding your network because who knows where that person's going to end up in a year or two? Hundred percent. 
could not agree more. And that's a good segue. But I do want to add that I think it feels like the PR industry is very much like a brother and sisterhood. It feels like people are very because they know how difficult it is. And like, it's one of those like passing it down and passing the torch situations where it's like, as you're breaking in, there's always people who are going to be trying to help you because someone helps them break in. And it seems like, yeah, a very uh, helpful industry if you're obviously if you're contacting the right people for the right reasons. So that's good. That's good. Really good advice. But uh, the fun stuff that people want to hear about you mentioned, first of all, the network of content creators, influencers, social media personalities, whatever um, they need to keep as well. But uh, what's kind of like, what do you look, what would you look for as a sneaker PR person, which you did for a living when you were looking for people or personalities or content creators to work with coming from a sneaker brand? Like what are you keeping an eye out for? So I think first off is just content, like cool content and good engagement to a certain level. Like I was, when I was at Foot Locker, I was working with people who had like a thousand followers up to people in the millions, right? Yeah. Like I did not discriminate at all. I think that was one of the things that I really tried to focus on. Um, but I think once that initial contact is made, sometimes even if it's for like a repost of like a picture that you tag the brand on and, and things, I often find that a lot of people don't like who are content creators themselves who are looking for brand deals like they don't have a lot of materials prepared once they're like, Oh, yo, like I'm looking like, like, would you be down to collab? And I'm like, yeah, like send me your, send me like your rage and your media kit. And like, I can take a look and keep you in consideration for like the next program that comes up that might be a fit. And then they're like, Oh yeah. Like I'll send you that like in a week. And like, I won't hear from them. I'm not going to follow up with them. Yeah. It's, it's on them to send it to me. Right. <laughs> yeah. Facts. But a lot of people just don't have that level of preparedness to a certain degree. Even if it's like not a PDF or something, you literally just have notes of like what you would charge for a feed, like an in-feed post. Make it like up. Short. Yeah, <laughs> literally make it up. Even if it takes you two hours to respond to that email, yeah. just like like ask a homie. Yeah, literally. How much do you think it's a charge? Yeah. Or do it for free. Or some people time. come in super high and like think that they're worth way more than they like. I've had some like ridiculous like counter offers. I'll be like, I think this is a fair, fair offer. And I, I would send the offer to the management team sometimes and they would come back with like an apps, like, like ridiculous counter offer. And I'm just like, clearly we're not going to be in there. <laughs> no, we're not going to send you this pair of Ugg slippers this week. Thank you very much for your consideration. <laughs> you want how much yeah literally for a repost for a free story post whatever yeah no um what's uh in your experience the best way to get noticed like what was the best way that you found people like you they ended up on your radar basically like is it literally i know you mentioned like cold emailing people off the off rip but is it like is sliding into people's dms a good idea (laughs) is like tagging a brand in all your posts what you should be doing is like what's what's the best way is buying their stuff to show that you actually care about the product and using that as content to create first like what's uh kind of the best way to get noticed if you're thinking of it from a sneaker standpoint at least so from like a social perspective just because that's a lot a lot of times where a lot of inspiration starts from and like where the identification starts i think like the easiest thing that you could do is just like tag the brands once in a while on like your picture so like if they're scrolling through their like their tag pictures to look for who's kind of, you know, like fucking with them and stuff. Like it's easier to identify. Like you can almost notice the trend of 
like consistent creators who are tagging you. Even if, even if it's not every post, it's like one every 10 and you're like, oh, this, post, this person tagged this again. Um, I would highly like recommend again, like do not do the DM thing to corporate accounts, especially once Facebook Messenger got merged into Instagram DMs, like combing through all those requests, like unless you magically appear in the primary inbox, like there's a good chance that there's going to be 2,000 other like DM requests layered on top of yours just on that day sometimes, depending on like what's happening. So it's like, especially if it's like a hot release day and you're just like, you know, like everyone's going to be complaining about like the launch and whatnot. So like imagine how many of those DMs there are along with like the random. Hey, let's work together. (laughs) (laughs) A better way of doing it would be engaging with the content, like commenting on it, um, commenting on like the brand's, social channels and like trying to engage with people who are commenting on their things. Cause that's easier to see. And like, it's more quantifiable, right? It's like, Oh, you can actually see like if people are like engaging with your engagement on that. And it's like that secondary engagement sometimes that is a really important factor. Cause like a lot of those brand channels, like they're not like the most like highly engaged to be quite honest. And like, if you're able to bring some value to it, like you're already proving your worth right there. That's a great point. What about DMing the, because also like, and just to clarify with a lot of people, I feel like we kind of glazed over it, but it's not clear to a lot of people. So you worked directly at Foot Locker doing their PR because they have in-house, that's a department they have in-house. But a lot of these big brands, Nike, Adidas, all these other brands, maybe not Adidas, but like Nike, for example, doesn't do their own PR. They use an agency. So if you're just DMing at Nike Toronto on Instagram, it's probably going to some like marketing person who's literally just going to probably swipe and delete your DM. Nothing against Nike, but like that's not their department. So yeah, DMing the corporate account is probably not a good idea. What about DMing? Like, I'm sure that after literally, what, five days of you working the job, people figured out, oh, Jonathan Kim does the PR, which means he holds the keys to the seating list. Um, people were sliding into your DM saying, hey, hey, big head, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> um, is that a good idea? Um, especially if it's, well, one, again, cold calling two old friends hitting you up saying, hey, what's up, bro? I heard you got a new job. Congrats. <laughs> like, I, I, like, I got, a, I got a bunch of DMs when, when that happened, but at the same time, like, I think because people knew, know how I am to an extent, a lot of people didn't try. The people who tried were the people I was just like, you don't know me well enough because like the people who didn't ask were the people who get, who, who got blessed. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's different though. Cause like, like, like Lauren said, if you're DMing sometimes like the brand channels, you're either going to get the community manager or the social manager who's running that account may not be the same person running the PR or doing all that. So like there's that disconnect, but I feel like if you DM the person like on their personal account, especially for someone like me who tried to make it like not known, like I didn't try to make it publicly known that I worked the foot. It wasn't in my bios anywhere or anything like that. So it's kind of like, like crossing the line of like privacy to an extent. I'm just like, yo, like, let me leave, like separate work and personal, but like, in the PR world, it's so hard to like separate the two, especially if you're working in your passion field. And like mm. a lot of your homies are like, or the people, you know, are the ones hitting you up being like, yo, so those ones dropping, I'm just like, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy buddy. Crazy. Yeah. And like, I, I mean, just to even like relate it to other fields. Cause again, it feels almost to an extent, like, especially if you're good at your job, you turn into the face of that brand 
because I mean, that's the idea. PR is public relations. You're relating with the public. So I mean, you turn into the face of that brand. So again, it's hard to separate like, oh yeah, J. Kim literally just like does the job. He's not Nike. He doesn't even work or like, let's say you worked, you don't even work at Nike. You work for the agency that works with the blah, 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 blah. But like no one wants, imagine you work at like Starbucks and you get people DMing you like, hey, when's that drink coming out? You guys going to get this new mug? Like, can I get your discount? And you're like, what? Like, that's just creepy, bro. Like, don't DM me that on my personal Instagram. It's the same thing. Um, I mean, like, there's a difference between like networking and connecting, like maybe a follow. Sure. Give, give J. Kim, don't, don't follow him now. He's useless to you now. But, uh, <laughs> if you're into the sneakers, um, but, uh, give him a follow and maybe he'll follow you back and like you can engage naturally. And that's more networking than just sending a DM be like, Hey, bro, heard you work at foot. What's up, bro? Like, that's just not, is that yeah. probably one of the bigger red flags that you could think of or are there other good red flags that you've seen from people like, trying to get brand deals or otherwise like the easiest personal red flag was when people call me jonathan i was just like mm. excuse me call me by my full name are you gonna just like spell the rest of my government name are too? my like, mom <laughs> <laughs> you're in like, trouble bro you're yeah, in, I'm in trouble <laughs> um yeah like I, I just think it's like a fine line, right? Just be smart about it. Like, don't bug them. Like, try not to like come off as buggy. Like, bring something to the table. Like, don't come to an empty conversation, right? Like, even when I was cold emailing Abby for coffee, I emailed her with the intention of wanting to learn more about her path and her career, like trajectory, and just like how she ended up where she was at. Like, if you're gonna cold email someone about like like getting on a seating list, being like, hey, like like propose a content idea along with it to be like, yo, like I can bring value. Like people just because you have 8,000 followers on Instagram and like you're part of like the Toronto sneaker community, it doesn't mean that the brands are going to seed you necessarily. Right. Most of those people who are making those seating lists, I would say like at least half of them, like they're not in the sneak community. So like they're going to be going for optics and yeah. like they might not know, like they're, they're not going to be able to make that connection. So like your network is going to end up, becoming like being what is what leads you to be on the list yeah a million percent hmm. um something more fun slightly more fun what's the coolest sneaker package pr package or like thing you ever sent out at foot like that you can think of like really you're like you were putting it together you planned it you put it together and you're like this is fucking dope like they're gonna think this is party whatever it could be so i think just because I, I was there like less than a year, right? And I was there for 11 full months. So like when I started, I was executing a lot of the stuff that was pre-planned. And by the time I was leaving, like I was just about to start execution on the stuff I was <laughs> The planning. stuff that you came up with, yeah. <laughs> so like I didn't get to do a lot of that, but I think one of the proudest projects from a seating perspective and just like community was the Puma Ruigi stuff that we did towards like the end of May. Like we went... Like I work with the Puma team directly, you know, on a pretty curated seating list, really wanted to, you know, touch the Filipino Canadian community and like, like not reward, but like show a lot of those like creators from all over Canada that like they're like, they're well represented and like that, like we see them. Like it was people, like I was seating people with like 2000 followers in Vancouver and like dean who was in like what's he like alberta or fucking like, winnipeg like, bro middle of goddamn nowhere that's what i'm saying i was just like even if i don't have your size in something i'm gonna try to show you love in some way one way or another because i wanted to get the product into the right hands and like even seeing ruigi interact with some of like seating people 
and their content, like I was like, all right, like I think like this is something that worked. And like a lot of the content that came out of it, like RJ Bolos, uh, RJ from Throne Barbershop, who put together like this crazy video for it. Yeah. And like we ended up pushing it out on like paid because like he like blew blew it out of the park. And I was just like, yo, like you went crazy. <laughs> so I'm gonna put like all the budget behind this. And like not only did he get paid for like the content that he created, but I was like, I'm gonna also try to give you more visibility just so that way like you can get your name out there too and like we're going to do it on your channel it's going to be amplified by footlocker just so that way that that partnership is clear but Mm -hmm. i wanted it to come from his channel just so that way that like community presence is there too nice yeah that was very fire i did not make the list for obvious reasons but it was very fire Uh, maybe not obvious reasons who knows but uh whatever (laughs) anywho um you're on the honorary list the honorary list yeah there was no seating for the honorary filipino list unfortunately but uh, i tried i tried my very best yeah a high five an air five is all i got for that shit um yeah no i mean i think the the main theme of all this whether you want to be in the pr community or whether you want to be into this whole instagram sneaker people community or whatever is like network 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 do it organically do it like properly do it genuinely do it because for the right reasons all that kind of stuff like the amount of doors even for canada got sold that was open just because of like connections we made early 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 on are like boundless again like we've known jay kim since he was again he was useless like didn't work at a pr (laughs) nothing he brought nothing to the table and like now all of a sudden it's like oh that that weird guy from the Foot Locker meeting <laughs> now works at Foot Locker. Look how, look at that. <laughs> yeah, and, and like like who knows where like all these things led, right? Like you guys would like you would have never known three four like four years ago when we met that like I was going to end up somehow supplying beer for shoe hall. No, exactly. No, Literally. exactly. Like, <laughs> Like the most random things. And honestly, when you're getting started, you should probably take whatever you can get. Like we, I know we certainly did. We've gotten to the point now where we're like, if, if some smaller brands or some smaller agencies are, are hitting us up for some stuff, we may not, um, we may decline respectively because it doesn't go along with like, you know, just what we, what we want to do. But at the beginning, like take anything you can get just because again, the network is crazy. Like I just like, I did something for the Super Bowl like this year. Like what? Like literally out of nowhere, I'm doing something for the World Series this month. Like just ran like random stuff. Like just that doesn't even make sense for like anybody that I know personally. But it's again, your your network is your net worth like crazy, and that should be honestly like echoed forever and ever. Especially in 2021, it's it's not what you know, it's who you know. So you need to like expand your network like crazy if you want to make it in like this side of the industry at least because sneakers is it's a bunch of little small communities and there's a lot of overlap so like everybody knows everybody and once you're kind of in it you're in it so you just need to make sure that you're networking and making yourself known and be in it because yeah that's it yeah don't burn bridges do not burn bridges doesn't matter if you doesn't matter if you hate them too bad yeah just like, you know, leave gracious, like, like, you know, like, yeah. end that graciously, like, there's no need to burn bridges because the Lord knows when, where that person's going to end exactly. up and how it might affect you down the line. Like, yeah, just like, like Lauren said, like, start small. I think all of us can agree that sometimes for, it might be just that first door that is like open yeah. ends up being that cascading factor. Like, I, I want to say that for Bragg, it would, it was either Converse or Foot that was the first to like give us a shot. And then once that happened, it was like, oh, 
the New Balance team reached out. Oh, the Reebok team it's, reached out. It's a flood. Yeah. Because like those PR agencies are watching who the, their competitors yep. are trying to like work with and see just so that way they're like, oh, like he's only getting seated by Adidas. Like let's let, let's get some Puma and like interrupt the, I don't know, like, the flow of They his do own think boss. like that though. It sounds so petty, but they think like that. Like a hundred percent, these agencies think like that. And again, it's for us, I think the first major one was Nike, which was insane. Um, but the three of us were on like Nike's list and like, that was literally just due to networking with the guy who was doing PR at the time for Nike. And it was actually very similar because I reached out to him and I was like, bro, how did you get into that position? And we just had a chat about it, like literally through Instagram DM, didn't think anything of it. And then all of a sudden down the line, when we start doing more and more things, Canada got soul, he reaches out and he's like, yo, like, let's start to work a little bit. And once the floodgates are open, the floodgates are open and these people move and bounce around at agencies. That guy's at TikTok right now. We don't have TikTok, but maybe we should. Like, maybe, maybe we should start a TikTok. Maybe we'll start getting some TikTok deals. Who knows? Start doing some dances. Joel start doing some like dances, whatever they do. It'll just be Joe Mar dancing. Yeah, it's just gonna be. He's the mascot. <laughs> he's the mascot. Um, but yeah, JKM, this was dope. This was a long time coming. Thank you for dropping some gems on the peoples. Hopefully, it was uh, valuable information because there is a lot to learn about this sort of back end of the industry. But we appreciate your time, bro. Oh, all good. Eh? And like one last message that I'll leave for the listeners is like, know your worth, man. Make sure you're yeah. like, yeah. maybe take that small deal for the first time to get your foot in the door. But after that, maybe like once you've kind of like gotten your rapport set with that brand or whatever, and you're comfortable, just make sure you're getting paid for what you're worth. Cause there's a lot of people leaving a lot of money on the table these days. And like, as an outside third party, like I can only consult so much, especially when it's conflicting with some of my personal like business or whatnot. So like, I'll respectfully not consult in those situations, but all I'll say is get your money right and make sure your paperwork looks good and make sure you got your bases covered. Cause yeah, like there's a lot of money being left on the table for creators out there. If wow. you ask for too much, if a brand wants to work with you and you ask for too much, they're going to bring you down to the level you should be at, or at least you, there's a bargain to be had or they're going to accept it. And you got what you wanted. If you undercut yourself they're just going to say yes and smile with the rest of the money you left on the table. So yeah. it's definitely a lot better. And I don't think that we've ever been turned down personally. So, I mean, like it's, it, there's a lot of money in this business and the brands know that. So again, know your worth, definitely know your worth, but you got to work up to that as well because we went a long time without doing anything paid. Um, and we still don't do it super often because, well, I mean, we don't do it professionally, so we don't need to, but like, yeah, like, know your worth but work your way up to it as well it's definitely valuable 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 john i hate you but this was dope thank you <laughs> you guys much appreciated appreciate you wherever you guys are taking in this episode please leave a comment review follow and or subscribe make sure to check out canadagotsold.ca to shop the latest cgs merch peep the youtube for our latest videos and check out cgs talk on facebook to chop it up with us do not forget to use hashtag canadagotsold on instagram for a feature I have been Lawrence Hopkins, and you can find me at L Doggy Styles on Instagram. Wolf. I'm Joel Hernandez. You can find me at Joe Dooney, J O underscore D three O's N E Y. My name is Alvin Quincy, and you can find me at M I S T E R Q and then Martin. J Kim, if you want to be found, where can they find you? At I am Jonathan Kim. Damn, it's out there now. It's out there now. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Here come the brand deals for J. Kim. Here we go. Here goes down his follower count. Yeah. Oh, that's who that is? Oh, shit. That's what he sounds like? Um, 
man we're back this was a banger of episode the hour and a half we are back back we're back in a big mm-hmm. way wherever thank you guys for listening to us talk about sneakers for 183 episodes and please remember to rock your kicks this has been true to size we have been cgs and i am jonathan kim full name and we are out peace jonathan do you not like to go by jonathan i didn't know that who calls me jonathan it's so many you're, you're in my it's phone only kimbro you're in my phone it's jonathan. it was kimbro john prize man prize man prize man prize man oh we should have introduced you as the prize man should have forgot now we can officially tell everyone that you were the prize man damn it if they didn't put the pieces together by like after after listening to the that's whole true. thing like they don't deserve to know who that's the prize fair man was. yeah you don't you don't get to know who the prize man is